Next stop, Capitol Hill Station. Can I get a deluxe fries, a medium Coke, and two ketchups, please? Deluxe fry, medium Coke, two ketchups. Crossing Broadway. Block sign is on. Crossing Broadway. Welcome to my Pride episode of Struggle to Connect. I gotta say that having the frame of going out and meeting people and recording them was a really nice device to get through Pride Weekend for me. I mean, I love Pride, but it's a mixture of a lot of different things. Some good things have happened on Pride and some bad things have happened on Pride. And it, for me, it's been a lot of Prides. Uh, Pride Day going back 31 years for me. So that's a lot of reflection. And I've, I learned a lot in the people that I talked to over this weekend. I also learned not to reflect too much. Reflection can lead to rumination and just keep you in the past. And so it's time to just be more present, be more present with these things, not get morose, and just enjoy them for what they are. These conversations are just in the order as they happen, starting Saturday the 25th, the day before the Pride Parade. Uh, Saturday the 25th, there's a street fair on Broadway. The first person I talked to is Darren Johnson, and he's a playwright. I know him from Vivace, like I know a lot of people from Vivace. And he's a playwright who works and is a co-founder of Fantastic Z Theater. And they do LGBTQ nonprofit theater productions. And you can read more about them at fantasticz.org. I've, I've seen one of his, the plays, and I, I just enjoyed it greatly. And you can still catch Psycho Beach Party until July 11th. So here's my conversation with Darren. Hi, Darren. Hi. Here we are in line at Vivace. Imagine yes. That. Every Pride weekend, I get really weird. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody. It's a high anxiety time. It is. Yeah. Can you explain that? Um, Well, this year, I normally have planned out what pair of jeans I'm going to wear which day and all that. Right. Because it's just like there's so many things going on and so much that you feel like you're going to miss out on that there's no time to figure out even just what crappy pair of pants I'm going to put on. Right. This year, Uh I didn't do any of that uh-huh. and so I've had to fly by the seat of my pants right so I'm like the pants been, that you can't figure out yeah right I've been wearing the same ones for three days great and there, <laughs> there is an anxiety in missing out on something right? yes. a FOMO feeling exactly and this is like the first pride not the first but I've done them before but not mm-hmm. very but booze free yeah me it's too a, it's a very totally booze free it's weird it's weird because last night I went out and there's just everything was so loud mm-hmm. and when you're drinking you oh, just yeah. absorb in all that that cacophony, and oh, it's yeah. fine. And you're part of it, and you're being loud, and all the, you know. But um, Well, and everyone you know. just seems so, uh, I don't know. It's all about trying to get in line to get a drink. And how many drinks are you going to get, and what is everyone drinking? It's a lot of rigmarole. Yeah, and trying to stay the perfect amount of drunk without getting too drunk. And there's yeah. a lot of planning exactly. with drinking. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm not doing that, but there's a... I don't have a flask in my bag, which I would have usually. Right, and why aren't you drinking? Have you given it up, or are you just not drinking? I just weekend? haven't been for a while now. For to feel better, depression, physically, Yeah, to mentally. feel better, although I'm like, I still wake up feeling like shit. 
like the bags under my eyes are still there. Both. Okay. It okay. doesn't solve all your problems, unfortunately. It doesn't. I know. I w- because You're I don't. still crazy. <laughs> I, I wish that I felt better from not drinking. Like I would wake up and there would yes. be like little birds that would land on my finger. Exactly. Just, yeah. And I just be like, oh, I'm gonna do yoga and I'm gonna go work out. And it's only 4:30 in the morning, and I'm just really together. I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I still wake up and I kind of feel like shit. And it's like, wait, why do I feel like shit? Because I'm not hungover. Yeah. This is not fair. Yeah. There should be more of a payoff of, you know. I agree. And and there's this <laughs> other emotional... Well, you're not dating anybody. Mm-mm. Yeah. And there's this other... There's this other thing where we as gays are used to being disappointed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a disappointing life. It's Let's true. Face it. <laughs> it is. I am used to disappointment. <laughs> and but every year I get tricked into the same thing where it's like I'm a confirmed bachelorette yet oh. there's some like part of me that that wishes I would click with somebody. Oh, like yeah. I'd some, with somebody and click and like we wouldn't be able to stop talking cuz we'd click oh so my well. God, that's what I want. I know it's like let's face They're it. They're not out there. There's no love gay actually. <laughs> you know. <It's> not <laughs> It's not, you know. Oh my god, it's true. Yeah, and I and I I hit my, actually. you know, I don't know. It's so I don't know why I'm there's still that little romantic part of me that's getting let down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though the weekend's barely begun, but I'm already let down. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, I'm yeah. disappointed as we speak. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a chronic it's thing true. of like anxiety and disappointment mixed in with hope and Fun. I don't oh yeah, know, like I went and saw the Bianca Del Rio and Peaches Christ thing at the Egyptian. Uh huh. And there were several guys in the audience that I was like, oh, oh, we're gonna see each other from across the room on Gay Pride, and this is gonna be how we met. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And no. You, and you feel how? I feel let down, even though I didn't even have expectations. Right, right. <laughs> it's like I wasn't going for that, but I'm like, oh. But there's that little piece of you, even though you're an embittered gay. Yes. That, that, that there's that little piece. Oh yeah, of and you I'm like, oh, of course he's sitting with them, and he has a boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, and then that <laughs> that adds to the disappointment and letdown. Yeah. Then you're a little bit more bitter next year, <laughs> and one day you'll be in a jazzy out here. You know? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine cursed me with that once, <laughs> being prison in a jazzy in a pride parade. Oh, so. did you have to do that when you had cancer? No. Oh, okay. So, not yet. I say when you had cancer, because I can pretty much say that to anybody. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because, um, you know, everybody's done it. Right? Not, not, you know, but... Well, um, you live past 30 and... <laughs> yeah. It's one lump after the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your plans for the, the day then? I'm going to go over to Urban Outfitters with Linda. Oh, that's right. You're going to go with Linda. They're going to make donations to Fantastic Z Theater in some way or another. I have no idea what to expect. So right. that's a whole other level of anxiety. Fantastic Z, for which like, is your thing. Which is my yeah. thing. It's true. Uh-huh. But it's going to be like five hours, and I don't know. Are we going to have to talk to people, it's not a, talk to people? Yeah. Yeah. You should talk to people and get them to go to your place. Yeah. Yeah since you're a playwright. Right? But we'll see. They had a sign on the door at Urban Outfitters that said um, complimentary cocktail. They have free drinks in there. Which Linda and I are going and neither one of us drink and they have free drinks. I'm right. Like, <laughs> she quit drinking too? Mm-hmm. God, what's wrong Copycat. with everybody? I don't know. We're old, I, I, guess. Mean, I think that's the separation at Vivace. It's like the, 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 the clean and sobers yeah. and the partiers. Oh, God. You know, And it used to be we were all partiers. It's true. There was no such thing as clean and sober at Vivace. No. Um, oh, no. No. God, I can't no. think of no. anyone. No, 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 no
Right. Um, we would have been on the roof right now. We would have been drinking, on the roof drinking. Gallon yeah. lemonade full of vodka. Yeah, the roof that I don't know how it held all of us. It should have crumbled through <laughs> a long time ago. But then somebody put the kibosh on that. Yeah. yeah. So We can go up there right now. To the roof? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do you God. think Lisa will care if we start stomping around above her head? Oh, my God. Maybe a little <laughs> later. I do have to eat breakfast. Okay. Well, thanks for talking to yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye, Darren. Bye. Wait. After I talked to Darren, I was heading over to the kitty area where the LGBTQ parents can come and bring their children. They have story time with the drag queen, and the kids love that. I was hoping to run into my friends Meg and Carrie, but ran into Keely instead. It's Keely Trigstad. She and her wife have adopted a beautiful, rambunctious four-year-old and are fostering an 11-month-old with hopes of adopting as well. So their family is growing, and it was interesting for me to talk to her about her being a lesbian in the 90s and having no responsibility to her life now, which is a a parent and having a lot of responsibility, and how she balances that and how she celebrates pride with her family. So here's Keely Trickstad. So, awesome. I'm here with Keely. (laughs) Haven't seen you in a while, and apparently... You aren't keeping up on Facebook very well because you have another, you've added a child yes. to your family and I did not know that. And <laughs> we, we someone's being in. super cute. Yeah, yeah, he is a super cute guy. So how, how's Pride going for you? So far so good. I, I'm really, I'm really glad we're out and about amongst the community after the whole Orlando thing. I really uh, wanted, I was really anxious for it to be Pride weekend to come and hang out with our people so yes mm-hmm. um how, how long does it take you to get out of the house now that you have two kids <laughs> it took about i think it took us about 45 minutes and then we hopped on the light rail which is great because we live about two oh, blocks yeah. from the light rail so hasn't it changed everything it has to, yeah so i really like that now that it goes through to the u as well it makes it easier but um you don't have to put everybody in car seats and oh yeah um, all that crap but yeah it's kind of like taking uh, an entire um, circus, you know, like you see those circus trains. I often think of us like that, just kind of. It's it's a the lot. circus is coming to town, kind of thing. So. Having kids is it's a lot of gear, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. cheddar goldfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. Um, and so did you did you go to the kitty thing today? That's like the, where we're headed after okay. we had to we had to do some reinforcing with food and then Okay, we're so gonna. when you're when you're a gay parent what you do is you go to you go to the thing on Saturday and mm-hmm. a drag queen mm-hmm. tells stories to your children. Absolutely. And it's awesome. Yeah, and we also really love the parade and it was pretty funny. I had predicted that Malcolm would particularly like Pride this year cuz he's at that point where butts are really funny. Oh, butts are hilarious. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he, I, I thought it was going to be really fun for him to see all the assless chaps this year. And oh, because butts are hilarious. They are. And yeah. he, like any excuse he can have to say the word, um, he goes for it. So yeah, he's already seen two opportunities. Great. And enjoyed them thoroughly. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So I picture that's what the parade will be like tomorrow too for us. But the leather community provides a service to children during Absolutely. the parade. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think that aspect. That sort of. Uh, facet of their presence really isn't celebrated enough so but by the by the parents absolutely so absolutely yeah keeps the kids keeps the kids fascinated yeah yeah and so how's this okay you have the family expansion yeah. you're a gay you know yeah you're a lesbian yeah family yeah it's true 
So what, do you feel like connected or more disconnected or do you feel like, oh, that's going on and I can't do that because I get kids or do you feel like connected and part yeah. of the whole, like how does it make you feel? The yeah, I'm, I miss, I'll be honest, I, I was just uh, missing um, even before everything the, the fact that I feel like at least in Seattle, the community is dispersing and it's dispersing for good reasons and bad reasons like right. part of the good reason is we're no longer you know there's marriage equality we're no longer as disliked everywhere um, and uh, and so we can kind of be in a lot of places in Seattle um, and so we aren't really forced into one area but at the same time I miss the community and I also can't tell if that might just be age because you know now I'm old so I don't go yeah, out. Yeah there's a good yeah. and bad thing too okay people have moved to all other parts of town but we yeah. used to all be on Capitol Hill right and it was kind of the cohesion of everybody being here was really nice and yeah. I do find that great you can go live in columbia city and west seattle yeah. and all these different places i'm sorry no you can only live in columbia city and west seattle because that's where <laughs> lesbians go exactly they don't go Although, to any other part of town we're down in rainier beach so oh, uh, we've made yeah. it that far yeah we've well it's more I, you know i think we have some with the kiddos we want them to be in a place that is pretty diverse so sure um but yeah the uh it definitely <laughs> Forget about it. Um, Forget about it. Yeah. yeah, we definitely. I miss being just in the community more. I miss. I was telling Jen. I miss like. I miss seeing drag queens just walking around. Sure. And, you know, <laughs> not specifically. But did you live in the on Capitol Hill in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you did. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, and I. I don't necessarily like what's happened here um, and that there was recently just uh, this week that transphobic incident sure, where, the, sure. um, where Michael got beat up and um, I uh, I hated that like the fact that that's happening on Capitol Hill is super it always happens though yeah it does always happen because yeah. where are you gonna go if you want to yeah and be a jerk but it, yeah these are these are the, the changes that we're going through it's like <laughs> the acceptance is great the gay marriage is great the <laughs> rights are great the um, visibility is great but with all of that comes a scattering mm -hmm. exactly. of, of because everybody's being assimilated into the mainstream culture right and then you find yourself sitting there being like man I miss gay people like we have friends who are also lesbian parents or whatever but or or gay male parents but the problem is that like you spent when you're in when you're a parent you spend a lot of time with straight people because you know the majority of parents are straight people sure. <laughs> um, yeah. and so you know and you and you spend a lot of time being kind of the only like oh that's the gay family right <laughs> yeah. um, you know and I know it's hard for our kiddos too like you know everybody's always like wait you have two moms you know or um, some kids are jealous of that you know they're like well right. you get to have two moms like right. I would totally trade for that but other kids you know he get he gets a lot of it obviously he gets nothing yet and now he's asleep but um, yeah I think uh, yeah I miss being more part of the community and just like you know I used to play soccer all the time and play on a team that was a bunch of dykes and you know and now 
now I talk to young people and they like don't even want to call themselves lesbians or dykes. I'm oh, like, what the lesbians heck happened? Don't, don't you know that lesbians don't exist anymore? Yeah. If you're only people over 45 are lesbians. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm 42 and I'm still a lesbian. Oh, but whoa, yeah, whoa, I know. I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're walking that line. I know. Yeah. I'm close. Yeah. My, I, it reminds me my when I was a when I first came out one of a woman I worked with and who I consider a mentor. Um, uh, she used to always yell at me because I didn't call uh, my girlfriend, who I'd been with for like seven years, my partner. Right. She'd be like, "She's your partner." Da, da, da. And I was like, "It just sounds so old lesbian." And I, and then I you turn imagine, into an old yeah, then I turned into an old lesbian, and now, now it's like girls who like girls. I'm like, "That's a lesbian." <laughs> right. No, you can't say that. I don't like that word. Yeah. I don't need. I don't this. like to be labeled. You know. You know. It's like. <laughs> I don't even I don't identify as queer. Yeah. Sorry, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I don't know if it means that that means nothing to me because it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know what you're sexually attracted to. Yeah, you could be a, a, a heterosexual person that that licks shoes. Yeah, and you're a queer. Right. So that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, know? and also I grew up playing smear the queer. Like there's right. something. Uh, exactly. You know, I tried to explain this. I don't like the word. I don't mm-hmm. like. It's not one of those words that I've assimilate that I've been to like taken back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take it back. Mm-hmm. You know that word only has negative connotations for me and I don't want it and I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. so that that's a hard one for yeah me, for sure yeah yeah so it, it might be that it's the age thing. it's the age you want to be in it say hello hello what's a good day and bye-bye bye bye he got in on the action. He did. Lucy Ricardo over he, here. He, he really is. He is. He's quite the little performer showstopper. He's the first child. So. Yes. So, but just to put a, a capper mm-hmm. on this, mm-hmm. when Pride Weekend comes around, mm-hmm. do you feel happy, anxious? Do you feel like FOMO? Do you feel yeah. any... What, what is the, the, I, the feelings that go into yeah, it Yeah, I love it. I'm a little... I'm mixed about ever since they moved the parade downtown. I liked having it on Capitol Hill. So did I. Um, but, oh my God. Uh, but I still get a little annoyed with that. And I get annoyed, I'll be honest, I love the parade, but I get annoyed in general that it's not a better parade. Like, come on, people. We are, like, the most creative people in Seattle. We oh, can yeah. do more floats. Like, we don't just need beer trucks with boys on them. Like, right. we, we need more floats. The lack of originality yes. in floats is shocking. It given is. That it's supposed to be an artistic community. Right. Yeah. And, like... Solstice is the weekend before, so we really need to up our game as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. So those hippies are out doing yeah, us, man. They yeah. are. But yeah, no, I get really excited. I love taking our kids to it. I love it's just it for me it's a very happy time where I get to see old friends that I don't see, yeah. you know, that much and impromptu conversations. Impromptu conversations like and interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know I'm so famous. Everybody wants to interview me. But of course. Yeah, I think uh, for me there's not a lot of angst or anything that goes with it. But I never was a huge part of the bar community and like doing all that. And I imagine if I had been I might feel more like, oh I gotta get away from right. the kids or you something. You never partied? Were you ever a big drinker or anything like that, or a partier? Or I've always been. Yep. I've always been a. You know, growing up, I was like the tri-sport jock lesbian. So, okay. I did more of that. You know, I would go out and drink and stuff like that, but never much of a partier. So, you don't miss now that you're a family person. Mm-hmm. Do you ever miss kind of tying one on or not? Uh, you know, it's so loaded now because the next morning you have to get up at 5.30 with the kids. Like, I mean, it has a, it's, it's like, I know there are people who like take pills for that, you know, like to, 
to stop drinking, but you, all you have to do is have a small children bouncing on your head at, in the morning that does that. But I do miss, I, I will say, like, I do miss the occasional. It was fun to go out and just, like, have beers and go to do karaoke sure. and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Without paying the price. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. And you pay the price more the older you get in every way. In every <laughs> Your way. Your body starts yeah. to break down, too. So Hangovers are brutal. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. And so, yeah, I totally... I miss getting to do that. I assume I'll get to again as these guys get older. Miss going dancing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I love getting together with our folks and and just it's nice to be in a place where everybody's family and I don't have to explain anything and yeah. nobody's asking my kid like, "Where's your dad?" Who's you know like yeah. it's amazing what people ask kids yeah. about their lives and just how imperceptive they are oh, yeah. Um, yeah. about how that might affect the child. So yeah. Um, yeah. I love that people are so dense mm-hmm. that they'll ask who the birth mother is. Yeah. That's so offensive. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, and with our guy, I mean, clearly we're a transracially adoptive family. So he's, uh, you know, he doesn't look like us. And I have friends whose children are biological that don't look like them in skin color either. And they get some of the same questions. But, like, the number of times he's standing right there and they're like, is he yours? Where'd you get him? <laughs> Where'd you get him? Yeah. I picked him up at Walmart. Like, yeah. come on, people. Like, yeah. how do you think that makes a kid feel? So. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like, just have a you know think for one second about how what you're saying might affect the little four-year-old or yeah, five-year-old. yeah exactly so I I always love for him to be in the atmosphere and eventually for this guy just because they can see other families like ours and they can and just like for a couple of days nobody asks them stuff everybody's like oh hey there's your mom there's your other mom Great. right you yeah know. it makes you feel like quote-unquote normal normal or whatever yeah. for a few days yeah. you, don't, you don't have to feel kind of uh well-meaning but kind of uh ignorant yes well-meaning but ignorant questions yes right absolutely they don't come from a bad place but you get tired of them anyway exactly and uh as my mom always told me when i was little and i would beg her for our family to be more normal she always told me honey normal is a setting on your washing machine and i always tell my son that now i hear that come out of my mouth all the time and then i have to sound like my mother yep that Uh happens yeah yeah there you go well, thanks so much You're for welcome. talking to me. I mm-hmm. really appreciate it. No problem. Happy Pride. Happy Pride to you. After I met up with Keeley, I walked back toward Broadway and luckily ran into my friend Rebecca O'Connor, who I used to call Becky because I met her when she was, I think, underage. So it's been a while now. So she's a grown-up, so she's Rebecca. I'm going to give her all of the respect that she's earned. Like Keely, she has a family. She has a darling four-year-old daughter, she and her wife, Laura Cooper. And so it's been interesting to see the transition from the carefree 90s Becky to the person with responsibility now, Rebecca. Always nice to run into her, and here's our conversation. Becky O'Connor. Oh, now we're going to the Becky world. Becky. Becky O'Connor. Actually, now that... Now that Becky is grown up, her name's Rebecca. So I'd like <laughs> Always to has been, welcome Rebecca, out. Rebecca O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, happy Pride. Happy Pride. This is the Pride episode. Happy you didn't Pride. notice. And uh, kind of trying to get, you just arrived at this street parade just now. This you part have, of it, yes. And this is a, this is a, this is a lesbian mother. I hate the word you lesbian. <laughs> I really do. What do you go by? I, I 
Mic technique. I don't know. What do you go by? Queer? No. Yeah. If anything, gay. But then the, the boys get mad. I don't know. You're like, I don't need a label. <laughs> you can't put me in your box. I don't. There's no reason. It's not a political reason. It's just I don't like the word lesbian. It's not a pleasant sounding word. It's not. But you know, it's 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 what I have to work with. Yeah. Um. So. Pride. Mm-hmm. Pride. Which, how many years of Pride is this? Pride weekends is this for you? How oh. Since I was, I don't know, I don't know, 19 or 20 was my first Pride, and I'm now 41. There's a couple of years I've missed. Uh-huh. Um, Do you look forward to Pride Weekend? Sometimes, in some ways. Uh-huh. Um, it's changed, because, you know, when we were young, it was like, oh, my God, look at all the cute girls. Where'd they come from? Where do they live the rest of the year? <laughs> they, call, they live, they're dormant. <laughs> right. They just they're dormant out. with their, their other um, lesbian friends. Right. Yeah, and then uh, for a while it didn't. It seemed to be like, oh well, let's go to San Francisco, or I lived in New York. That was cool. Um, you know, it just got old. But then things started happening that seemed to make it matter more. Like when same-sex marriage became legal in Washington State, right? And then last year it became legal nationally. And since I have a wife, um, that was kind of cool. Um, we're actually marching with Justice Mary Yu this year. She was a judge in the King County Courts, and she is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. I know. Go ahead. I was, yeah. I just um, wanted to throw it in there. She presided over our court hearings when I legally adopted L. Okay. Which is an insanely insulting process to have to do. Is it like humi- humiliating or yeah, do they like, try to like, like make home, you, you know, you have to pay thousands of dollars and they come into your home and determine whether you're a fit parent for the child that your wife just had a couple of months ago. Right. You know, That's that whole gotta thing. That's got to feel terrible. But you know, Justice Mary, you made a point of making it a celebration. She had us invite our friends. We had had like 20 people in the courtroom. Uh-huh. It was really cool. So right. this year... We're walking with her. It's different every year. And, of course, Orlando. Yeah. Which no make, made us pause because we're walking with Elle. Right. And how do you think that the gay things have changed since the 90s as far as, like, gay? It seems pretty... Peter's really enjoying how tight the community is. It feels tight for him right now. He lives in Las Vegas, and there's no community there. Which is funny because that's the opposite feeling I get. Oh, you don't feel like it's tight? Well... It probably will feel different tomorrow. I think it might be tight because of Orlando. But, right. I mean, look at Broadway. Like, Broadway's closed, and there's 50 stalls selling stuff. Right. You know? Pride was not like this before. It right. It was much smaller. It was on Capitol Hill. But the gays have moved away. <laughs> yeah, I guess nobody can afford to live here. The gays are all in South Seattle and Georgetown now. Right. You know? In terms of, I don't know. It's it's uh, To me, it's much more... Um, integrated into general Seattle now. What are the pros and cons of that for you? Uh, I don't know that it matters a whole lot now. Uh I mean, I am completely, the majority of my time is my family and my work and my friends. Uh Um, It's not about um, going out on Capitol Hill because that's where the gay bars are or going out. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I haven't been out at past 8 p.m. at a bar and well sure you have a family and you live in Hillman City and um, now that you're a family person you're a grown-up you're not doing the bars and you're not doing and you're off of Capitol Hill I'm doing the bars just earlier (laughs) like happy hour (laughs) double H 
Yeah. I get okay, it. gotcha. Yeah. Do you have gay friends? Now that you're like a mother, do you have do you only hang out with other parents? I have you and Peter. I mean, come on. Yes, I have gay friends. Yes, but and you, in fact, you our, see a lot. I mean, yeah, um, yes, but it's not about like I don't have friends because they're gay, right? right? I mean, they just they just are. If I'm hanging out with whomever, I'm hanging out with whomever. I don't I don't go somewhere because or, you know I feel that I need to make a connection with a gay friend. But it's nice right. to have gay friends, isn't it? Of I course. mean, there's certain nice. things you don't have to explain. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a certain understanding you're only going to get right there. I it's mean, true. It's not about not liking straight people or anything like that. It's not no. that. It's no. And I think most of the friends that we're close with, it's we don't have to explain it either. Like it's been long enough. They know they're close enough to us to know that. Right. You know. But in general, you're, you're so right. So what's, what's your social life like then? I mean, do you? Paint me a picture of your daily it life. It mostly now. has to has meeting people for happy hour. Okay. Um, and more frequently having people over for dinner, or going over, and you know that has to take into account a four-year-old, right. which completely changes. <laughs> Whenever at, we used to go out to dinner, we would always, most always, sit at the bar to eat. Right. And, you know, and that completely changes. Suddenly, you have a kid, and you're like, "Oh my God, that place is 21 and only, over and only." I right. all, didn't uh, know that before. No idea. Also, right. I'm very aware of all the playgrounds in the city as well. Right. Never paid attention to playgrounds. <laughs> now that the train comes back to Capitol Hill, do you come here more or not? Um, no, and it, that has to do with I'm so busy at work. You right. Know? I mean, there's the pressure of tenure. <laughs> is a special kind of pressure and oh so you're going to be tenured nice you're so grown up we'll see yeah that's it's a it's a struggle yeah um but it's it's you you have six years and i'm uh, i'm starting year four okay all (laughs) right things are heating up that's right right you asked about my social life and i just like what what's that mean you but you've always been able that you've always been able to handle a lot though lots of work lot i mean you're one of those hyper like you're a highly functional person you are i mean you you really are mean you can get (laughs) i'm out of my mind that's what that means you can get things done like nobody's business and you can follow through completely Uh, that's the way i see you i know do you think Thank that you. that's wrong? Do you think I'm no, wrong? About I mean, that? No, look, anybody who ends up with a PhD is insanely obsessive about <laughs> something, whatever yeah. it is, you know. Um, and I, but I, I think some it some people are, some people aren't. It's not it's not a, a rank order, <laughs> right? Of better or worse, or right. different. Yeah, but life is good. Life is good, and you're life married, and you have a kid, married. and yep, and you're here for. Pride weekend, and give me like one memory. Give me a pride memory before you sign off with me. Given my professional role, I can't share the memory that I want to share with you. Damn it. <laughs> I hate when people get prestige. They can't say anything anymore. That's why I can say anything I want. That's right. There was the year of pride in my early tw- 20s. Must have been. No, I don't even think I was. I wasn't 21 yet. Where all the girls from Oregon came and stayed with us at the apartment on Boylston for Pride, and then essentially never left for the entire summer. Fantastic. 
it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Becky O'Connor. <laughs> You're welcome, Amy Vanderbeck. Have a good pride. Thanks. You too. So it's early evening now, and I head over to the Dyke March. I did run into uh, a woman. Her name is Louise Hansen. I've known who she is for years, you know, since late 80s, early 90s, because she used to frequent Vivace when I worked there, and she was not much of a talker. She she was a cool cat and hung back, and, yeah, she was on her own wavelength for sure, and I've gotten to know her better through some meetings that I've gone to in the recent past. We see each other there, um, and so we discuss sobriety, what it's like to be sober during Gay Pride, and the community within the community. So here's Louise Hansen. So, all right. Here at the Dyke March. Yes. Gay Pride. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand in such a way that your head blocks out the sun. Okay, that okay. sounds good. That, that's pretty easy. You have a big head. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Gay Pride. Yes. And and I must say that we go back because you used to come to Vivace when I used to work there in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. You had it going on back then. I'm a fixture. You are a fixture. We're going to hold it just a little closer. There we go. Is that better? That's better. Um, so how many how many Gay Prides have you had? How long have you been out? Uh, I've been out since uh, probably 89. 89? And you started doing Seattle Gay Prides? Yep. Yeah. And... Um, do you like gay pride? I mean, have you always liked it or have you had mixed feelings about it? Or? I liked it better um, in the 80s and 90s. Right. I felt like it was more gritty. There more what? Gritty. Gritty, okay. The sex shops all had floats and there was just people with, you know, assless chaps and she was more crazy. We're more accepted now so we have to put a better image forward. Right, we've got like banks and people in regular clothes and regular clothes. <laughs> didn't used to be that way. But with, what do you think about that? Now, when we weren't accepted, in a way, it was more fun, in a way, like the party was better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now people have dispersed. Right. I mean, it was more exclusive, and Capitol Hill was like our spot. Um, I think Pride was here up on the hill, um, coming down Broadway, and that's where we all, you know, lived and played and went out. And now everyone lives all over the place. We're, we're you know, assimilated to some degree. Yeah, so there's like, it is, I, I used to love in the, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you'd come to Broadway and you'd run into like a million of your friends. Right. I mean, and everybody was, it was like so gay and so, it, it was fun. It was fun. I had, a lot, I had a lot of good, I had a good time. And, um, the connection is a little bit harder to make now. Yeah. But I still I still run into people I know because I've never left the hill. Right. And I'm I'm still up here, so that gives me a little bit of a leg up as far as like knowing people. Right. But um, but it's, what am I trying to get at? I'm trying to get at, for example, this week. Is this the first event you've done? Well, I came out yesterday. I worked a little late, and so I got to Trans Pride late. Okay, so you went to Trans Pride. Okay. This year, I wanted to do all the events, right, on account of Orlando, right, and on account of being supportive to my community, right. Um, 
I wanted to show up to anything I could possibly get to this weekend. Uh-huh. As just to be another body. Right. To make it more safe and... Right. Add to the numbers, visibility. Yeah, totally. And do you feel connected to this? You feel good? I do. I feel good. Yeah. I feel like this year I feel a purpose. Right. To be in here and I feel a purpose to, um, you know, being a voice. Right. And so that's just what I've been doing. Right. And you and I, if you don't mind me saying, are both sober. Yeah. Yeah. And we know each other from meetings. Right. Stuff like that. So um, it, being sober on Pride is a really mixed, ma- mixed bag for me. It's just like... Partying is so much a part of it for me, and having fun and like tying one on, that I feel, um, you know, it, it's a little bit like, ah, man, look at them having fun over there. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, gay culture has been had a lot of, you know, booze. Well, yeah, it's had a, a strong connection to, you know, substance abuse, and you know, I mean, I think it's, I don't know, maybe a. a elixir for self-hatred oh interesting yeah i really see it as that kind of what why do you see why do you say it that way well i mean the difference the difference i see in the gay community and the straight community is that that's where we have fun that's where we feel safe right is in the bar right so it really you know it helps People feel more comfortable with themselves, right? And be themselves. And I think that people use that, you know, gay folks to like become more comfortable with themselves. Yeah, because you can go to a gay bar and you can just sit down and be connected. You know, you can like feel okay and start talking. And then don't, you know, however you were raised, whatever. You know, bogus programming you have kind of all falls away. Right. Yeah. And then you can just have an instant bond. Even if it's a bond that doesn't last. Like, for that moment, it feels very real. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... So you feel... But now you're sober and you're going to the events and you feel... You still feel good about it. I've been sober for 12 years, so... That's a long time. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been to many events sober and... I actually, the reality is, is that I'm able to connect and show up in a more genuine and lasting way right. when I'm sober than, than when I'm not. Right. And do you run into a lot of sober, you know, your sober family? Oh, out yeah. Here? yeah. Yeah. I'm always happy when I run into somebody right. from the meetings. I'm like, ah, oh, you. Right. You person who knows how I feel. <laughs> well, yeah, it feels like instant family, you know. I mean, right. It's a kind of that community within a community of, you know, sober gay people where it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Louise, yeah. so good to see you. You too. Thanks for talking to me. No problem. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. Now we're post-Dyke March. It ended at Cal Anderson Park, and I'm standing around not knowing what to do. So I text my friend Renee Holland to find out where she's located to go hook up with her. So I go to R2C. That's up at 14th and Pine. They're just finishing up eating, and I get in a conversation about how she and this woman that she's dating now named Tina Hendrickson, who you're going to hear, how they met and how their relationship started. We start talking, but then as she's speaking, I realize, oh, I really want to record this because you don't 
hear a lot about how people meet in person anymore. There's a lot of meeting on the internet. There's a lot of Tinder and OkCupid, but this is biological, old-fashioned flirtation and courting. And I was so taken by that that I really wanted wanted to put. I mean, you have gay pride, and you have you have all that is politics around gay pride, but there's also meeting people. There's also romance that happens, and I just was really taken by this story of uh, courting. <laughs> courting is such an old-fashioned word, but I got to use it in this one, and I, I find my friend Renee to be very original. So anyway, so this is the very amusing Tina Hendrickson describing the, the beginning of this romance. Yeah. So here so we are. <laughs> you, and I'm just, I just have yeah. to go back a little bit. You are the Vachi. You're the Vachi. <laughs> so we are going back. Yeah, a little bit. But I can just, you don't have to go back. I'll just, I'm just going to, I'll say it all and then you can correct me. But I, I have to go back to it. Okay. Met my friend Renee and I'm, uh-huh. I'm finding out how they met. And it's, a, you know, kind of an interesting story. So okay. um, I'm, see, you know, this is just, we'll just privately. Go back. Privately. Okay, go. Yeah. We'll go, we'll okay. go back. Okay. So I'm on Vavachi. Uh-huh. And I'm there with my sister and my mother, and I never. Do you hang out with them I, a lot, your sister and your mother? No, not not very often. So it was a very random, like, oh hey, let's hang. Was out. it like Mother's Day? No. Okay. No. Okay. So at the, at the last minute, we changed locations and decided to go to Vavachi. Okay. Okay. And I'm paying for coffee. I'm at the counter. Oh, you had to buy it. I was buying. For your, I, I'm a nice person but on is occasion. This, is this common with your mother and your sister? Mm, half okay, half. all right. I'm just curious. That's, I was just, that's a detail, but just anyway. cu- I was curious. Just curious. So I'm paying for coffee, and this one, Renee, uh, sneaks up behind me and compliments the jacket I'm wearing. And I said, oh, you know, and people do that, you know, sometimes right. that's a nice thing to hear. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's from this store. It's just the jacket. It had nothing it, to do. I anybody could so. have been Anybody could have been wearing the jacket. I think so. Yeah. Uh, it, from, yes. I, I thought so. So she compliments the jacket. Nothing to do with your face. I, I, she, Clearly. I didn't think she okay. saw my face because okay. she walked up behind me. Okay. okay. All right. So she walks up behind me. Composo jacket. I, I tell her where I bought it. I just say, you know, I got it a couple years ago. I don't think you'll you'll find it. Um, but maybe there's something else in my closet. That right. Maybe you. there's something else and in my closet. And I don't know closet. why I said right. that. I yeah, didn't you just, mean to be flirty. I was just trying to be funny. Okay. But it was flirty. I, I guess in hindsight. But really, yeah. I... Well, I, if Chad was, like, giving you the eye, like... Mm-hmm. I, I did not notice. Right. Okay. okay. And I did not know that she knew all these She knows barista. everybody. I did, well, I didn't know Did that. you notice she knows everybody at this restaurant? Uh, yeah. 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 She knows everybody. Yeah. And she, yeah. so far, every yeah. restaurant you've I been to, she anywhere. knows... I can't go anywhere. Yeah. She, and she knows everybody at every restaurant. I know. Yeah. It's like you have to be prepared to just... Yeah. For fandom all the oh, time. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. chronic. It's a okay. Z-lister. Yeah. <sighs> so... Anyway, she compliments the jacket. She puts her arm up to my arm to measure out. Right. Because that's what people do. That's without me taking the the jacket off. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, how many times a day does somebody measure their arm against yours? All the time. All the time. So this is typical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever. We find out that it's probably not going to fit. I and I make the comment. Oh yeah, maybe there's something else. And she leaves. Right. She leaves, and I looked to my sister, and I said, "Hmm, was she? Was that woman 
actually flirting with me. All the while, I'm trying to leave a tip for the, the barista. My brain is about, is, yeah. Taxed. I yeah. just can't. So, right. my sister confirms a flirtation. I'm having this conversation, and this she walks back in and surprises right. me. Because she accidentally forgot she, something she, at yeah. the counter. So she's looking for right. keys, uh-huh. and I she catches me talking about her. Right. And so now I really can't figure out the tip. Now now I just, I, I don't know. And she says, $5. <laughs> she goes, just leave $5. They're really good here. And I was like... <laughs> oh. She's just, yeah, okay. She did? She told you yeah. to leave a $5 tip? She told tip? me to leave $5. Oh, my God. Okay. That's awesome. And then grabs a coffee sleeve and writes her second-rate email. Which her I AOL.com. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Her CompuServe. Yeah. Serve. Yeah. 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 She uh-huh. didn't even write at gmail.com, so I didn't even know. Right. She kind of just said. Oh, okay. She was like, Done. hello, Renee. At gmail.com and oh, oh, faded oh, she away. did a verbal on a the verbal gmail. on the, yeah. Okay. So then I had to, yeah, remember. Oh, okay. So she's got to know that you're kind of interested in order to even like eat. I Maybe yeah. that was... It was a test. Maybe it was, it was a, a test, test that I, yeah, That nailed. is a test. Yeah. No pun intended. So I, I take this coffee sleeve, you know, yeah. and I don't really think about it for the rest of the day and... You know, maybe later that night, I, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, that was kind of ballsy. Right. That was ballsy for mm-hmm. somebody to approach you that you don't know. Right. When does right. that happen? Right. Um, maybe I should open my mind and and reach out. So I did. Yeah, so you get a hold of a friend. Yeah. But this is, that was a little bit later. Okay. okay I'd already okay. sent an email. So I sent an email, and it's... What did the email clever. say? It was oh, clever. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I, I you're said, a clever lady. I said, uh, my jacket would like to thank you for all the attention you paid her today. Aww. And she says she can't be bought, but she could be willing to be rented at a high hourly price. That's what I said. <laughs> Something along those lines. So, so she could be rented. It was nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. So she, she gets back to me, maybe, you know day right. later uh-huh. and we have a little banter a couple emails back and forth and she basically says we should get coffee you know coffee we mm-hmm. should get coffee yeah that's so a safe thing a coffee mm-hmm. shop sure mm, but it's not happening Co- like two weeks go by and we're constantly texting we ended up exchanging numbers over wait a minute email. so she's bold enough to give you yes the, that's what was the, weird but yet won't seal the deal. Yeah. Won't meet up with you. Yeah, there was no, like, what is your schedule? Are you free on this day? It was just kind of... It's like, kinda, just thread the needle already. That's what yeah. I'm thinking, and I right. refuse to do it. Right. I can be direct and bold, but I was like, no. She approached me. She's got to make these moves. Right. I did enough by emailing Yeah, you her. did your part. I did my part yeah. now. Ball's in your court. So, a couple weeks go by, and... I go to a Thunder Pussy concert, and it was at somewhere in Ballard. Okay. And we were texting, and I think she was going to ask me to, like, meet up for a drink or something, but I already had plans. So I said, well, you should try and come to the show. I think it's sold out, but whatever. So she tries to get go to the show. It's sold out. She ends up going drinking with some friends over at Barrio, and my understanding was... She was talking about me to her friends, and uh-huh. they go and look me up on Facebook, uh-huh. and she goes to the bathroom, uh-huh. and they send a friend request. 
Oh, they to pick me. up her phone. And do, oh, that's okay. what she says. Uh huh. She says she. So did she doesn't not lock. She doesn't lock her phone. Apparently, I don't know. I really? don't know if she's lying or whatnot. Okay. Apparently this. So I get this friend request at the Thunder Pussy Show, and okay. I'm just like, okay, that's kind of weird. We're bumping that up to the next level, but yeah. we're not bumping and anything. And I was just up like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I don't want to stalk you before I get to know you anymore. I don't want right. to do that. I want yeah. to just like, if we're going to meet naturally, like, right. but I accept it anyway, like the next day. Okay. So I accept it. She gets an alert that I've accepted it. And then she texts me and she's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I did not mean to send this request. Uh-huh. My friends did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to find out some information about me things she's trying to hide things she's hiding and which I was is like, most things really yeah yeah i yeah. yeah yeah i mean <laughs> skeleton the less you know Skeletons. the better yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of like now i'm curious i'm like what are you hiding like what's the deal and i said i'm not no i'm not gonna stalk you like we can we can hang out and get to know each other so anyhow we have this She's embarrassed that she's friend requested me. I accept it anyway. So we finally make a plan. Mm-hmm. And, or she invites me to a party. Okay. This is the first time she's actually asked me right. to go to an event. Okay. And it's the Seattle Met 10-year anniversary party. Okay. I know nothing about her. So I'm like, right. why is she going to this party? Who right. does she know there? Does she work for Seattle Met? I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay, yeah. And it's like a, you know, a fancy formal affair oh. to go to. So the first and we have thing not had do, coffee. You haven't had coffee. You, yeah, you no. haven't done anything informal, and all no. of a sudden you're doing something. And all of a sudden formal. she's like, "How spontaneous are you?" Is that's the text I got. How spontaneous okay. are you? Right. I said, "Very." Why? Do you wanna be my plus one to this Seattle Met Gala? And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, I actually would, but I already had plans. Every yeah, so I already had plans." She's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well. Oh, I'm so she's going to try to whittle away at those plans yeah. that you have. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Because I think she's thinking I'm making down. excuses. Because, right. And I'm like, no, I really, like, I already have plans. So, so this is where it gets good. So I um, was in a fashion show for a friend of mine, and it was in Soto. Uh-huh. And I was modeling these raincoats. Okay. So I was... So I was going to this thing, and I said, I don't think I'm going to be done before the show is done. Okay. So you should invite someone else. Like, okay. I don't want to, like, hold your plus right. one. Right, right, She's like, oh, okay, you know. So she shows up right. to the fashion show. Oh. Before her event. Okay. And I have not seen her right. since, since the, the day when you were comparing arms. Yes. Which I, it was, she was wearing sunglasses. Right. I was flustered. Like, right. Yeah. So, and here I am, heavy right. makeup, in right. a futuristic getup for sure. this show. Mm-hmm. I don't look like myself. Right. And she just walked in and said hello. And that's when I was like, wow, there is that directness that you had, yeah. you know, yeah. a few weeks ago. So we, ha- we talk for a bit, but she's very nervous. <laughs> Right. She can't look me in the eye. She's real scattered. Uh-huh. It was a weird venue because I'm like half working, half prepping, right. half entertaining other people and trying to like get to know her. And then she just bounces. Then okay. she's like, okay, I'm going to leave you. 
I'm gonna leave you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, all right. I guess. Thanks for stopping by. Like, yeah. It was, you know. Yeah. But there was no like. What are you doing later? Right. What are your plans tomorrow? This is all very mysterious. It was very, yeah. I could not read her. Yes. So I do my thing. She goes and does her party. We still kind of text a little. I was like, thanks for, it was nice of you to stop by. And I was kind of like, wow. like. And she looked good. She was all dressed up, uh-huh. you know, saw her eyeballs. Yeah, it just it just made me go, okay, that that's ballsy to just sort of show up uh-huh. unannounced. Uh-huh. It could be creepy. Right. It could have been creepy. Right. But for some reason with her, I was like, I'm intrigued. Right. I'm intrigued. So um, then we finally make a plan after that. Okay. After that, maybe, I don't know, a few days to a week later, it was like, okay, let's get coffee. So we meet at Vivace. Oh, yeah. so you finally get that coffee. Yeah. Okay. We may have met here, actually, back up for a drink, but she had other friends here. Okay. And she was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm near. I'm at our 2C. You should come in. But I came in. I met some of her friends. We didn't really have a chance to, like, one-on-one talk. And it was a quick. They were kicking us out. It was, like, 45 minutes. And I left there thinking, no, yeah, like, friend zone. Right. Like, she's cool, but, like, I'm not getting any romantic vibes from her. So then, after that drink few days later it was like yeah let's let's go out let's get coffee mm-hmm. i'm like okay one-on-one time let's let's see so we mean she's a, a total kind of yeah you're, but you're yeah mystery at this yeah. point you don't know what's I just going can't, on i'm like do i am i attracted to and, her and were you facebook friends at this time or not we were okay yeah so but you i had hadn't stalked her so you didn't know anything about her really no but i had told my friend courtney right i She's, you know, what's she's like, what's going on in your love life? I'm like, ah, not much. But I did have this interesting interaction at this coffee shop. And I go, people never ask, women never ask me out unless right. it's uh, online, right. Tinder, something. Yeah. Like, people don't really ask me out. They don't know? know how to do it anymore. Yeah. That's what I, I got to give it to Renee. Well, though, yeah. For being, you know, the, exactly. you know, the biological ask out. Like, yes. you know, the. Yeah. And she she didn't know my orientation or anything, and that's right. what I thought was really ballsy, that she right. just, you know, flirted anyway. So I'm telling my friend Courtney that. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was that was great. And she goes, what's her name? I said, Renee. And she goes, Renee Holland. Like, she knew. How did she know? I don't know. Like I, And I'm like, man, Seattle, lesbian, small community. You know, small community. So I'm uh-huh. like, what do you know? You know, I'm like, did uh-huh. you date her? Like, yeah. And Courtney also dated Kat. So we oh, have, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so she, um, she tells, she says, I go, what do you know about her? And she says, oh, well, I don't know her personally, but I know that she's on this show finding Bigfoot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so she outs this to me and I'm like, what? Right. And she's like, she's like, yeah. And, um, so anyway, so I kind of, I, I was told about her, but I didn't want to like Google her too much. Right. Or do, delve too much i was like she'll right. tell me when we act and the we less do you meet. know about that show yeah. the better yeah no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so after renee accidentally facebook friends requests me she doesn't want me to see that basically she doesn't right. want me to be like like she wants to she still it. forbids me right to, yeah yeah so anyway um we we meet meet at vivachi where it all started right and have like a nice talk and conversation we end up going to the co-op and getting like picnic stuff going this to is all very idyllic uh, it was yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we go to madison beach and have a 
very lovely picnic. Oh. We spent all day together. Were you pretty into her? I didn't know at this point. I was having a nice time. Right. I was having a nice time. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm not getting the timeline right. Did we hang out before? So how long ago was this then? Where are we at now? Like, was this a couple months ago? Oh, we met mid-March. Mid-March. Oh, mid-March. Okay. So it's not, it hasn't been that long. It okay. It a lot longer. So uh-huh. mid-March. So this uh-huh. is probably the very end of March. I, I mean, I get confused. You know, I get her love life very confused. You know, so I just like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I kind of don't understand yeah. what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the stories are very confusing to me. Now I know why they're so confusing. <laughs> yeah, listening I'm to confused. The, uh, listening to the other side, because, uh-huh. you know, she's told me about you, but, like, I was so confused that it just didn't make any sense, and then I, like, Well, you know, we down. were supposed to date. Me and you. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yes. because of Tracy. Yeah. Tracy Payne. Yes, which we saw last night. So you're the flight attendant. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we were supposed to date. Well, Renee was trying to get me to date you, exactly. but we didn't know who you were. Exactly. She's like, so Tracy just put this all together last night. Right. It was just pretty funny that, that, that Renee would be trying so hard to get me to yeah. contact. I'm like, you want me to contact somebody who I don't know at all? Yeah. At all. Yeah. Somebody just mentions their name and yeah. what I'm supposed to like... You know, yeah. which is the most ridiculous scenario I've ever heard of yeah. in my life. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. But that's Renee. Yeah. And ballsy and, you know, so... Working on my behalf. Right. Yeah. And me ignoring her. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been us, Amy. Could have been us. could have, should have, would have. Well... <laughs> But now you're getting. Let's just now try you're to- getting the story of what it could have been. You. Wow. Um, okay. So I'm talking about this picnic, but there I forgot. We have to to back up. Right. So, my neighbor is in the band Hey Marseille, and okay. he was playing a show at the Showbox, mm-hmm. and he gave me a plus one. Okay. Renee was sort of trying to feel me out what I was doing. I said, Hey, like. I have plans, but I do have a plus one. Do you want to come with? You know. Mm-hmm. And she said, Sure. Okay. So we meet at Omega first and have a drink. So this is the this is the first time it's one on one. Okay. The coffee is next. So I sit down and I have a drink. I sort of size her up and I'm like, okay, this is nice. No one else is around, so it's just her and I. We have a drink and we Uber to the show. Okay. We have a good time at the show, and that's when I was sort of standing next to her and I was kind of feeling the the attraction vibes. Oh. Before I really hadn't. But standing next to her, okay. a couple drinks. It's like, all that animal magnetism. That <laughs> something. It's so all the height. There was some the mojo. It's the height. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. It's part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's very, she's very, she's very um, authentic. Uh-huh. Um, magnetic. Yes. Um, fun. And she really engages and yes. looks you in the eye. Well, now she was. Yeah, okay. before. Yeah. Like, that's why I was like, you're, when she showed up at the fashion show, she did not look me in the eye. And I found oh. it really unattractive. Right. I was right, like, right. what happened to that confident just weaselly woman? Like, Come on, Renee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't read her. So now, um, yeah, I'm standing next to her at the show and kind of feeling like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of rubbing shoulders oh, a little bit. We're getting yeah. a little closer. Yeah. Um, so we have a good time. We leave and we go and get some food at Jar Bar. Okay. One of our friends. And she knows everybody there. She knows, yes, yeah, of course. Okay, right. And it was just us. Right. We close the place down. We end up getting, like, kicked out, you know, because right. we're there way past right. 2 a.m. 
because we're just having a great time talking whatnot and she drives we uber back to her car she drives me home mm-hmm. and she leaves the car running okay but walks me to the door interesting uh-huh. that's in the middle a of the message i know yeah and she will tell she will tell you that she did that on purpose yeah. right she leaves the car running walks me sort of to the door and leaves like like okay. yeah and I, I i'm thinking oh i think we're gonna smooch like right. i think i think yeah, right like but i'm no into smooch. it but no well, smooch well she backs up and fakes like she's getting in the car right so she kind of leaves me hanging because i'm thinking i'm totally down to see see what happens you know right sure so she turns to go back to her car, and I go, oh, come on. That, like, that's what came out of my mouth. I said, really? You said that? I go, really? You audibly said yeah. that? I said, oh, come on. And then she turns around, and then this is, she just looked me straight in the eye and, like, swooped me up, and we made out. Wow. In, yeah, my front lawn, and it was super hot. I wow. Was super, and I, it was very unexpected. Wow. Like, I thought maybe it would be, like, a quick smooch goodnight. But this was, like, a passionate kiss. Wow. That caught me by surprise. Well, 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 Renee. Yes. So we have this, like, hot makeout in the middle of the night. And then I end up, like, sort of pushing her away. Uh Uh-huh. She gets in her car. Uh A running car. A running car. And leaves. Okay. And... I remember, you know, walking upstairs, getting ready for bed, and being, like, sort of, like, affected by well, this kiss. Like, yeah, this is all, like, a performance that? art. It, was, it is. Well said. Yes. It's like, what just happened there? Yeah. Like, very, whoa. very mysterious like stuff here, going like, on. I, yeah. we're not, she's not supposed to be my type, according to Carrie Beale. No, Carrie Beale no. said no. Yeah. She already said what that she was wrong. Type. Carrie's never wrong. Yeah. And my first instinct, one, I was like, nah, eh. yeah, you know. So I'm caught by surprise at how much I enjoyed that makeout, you know. Okay. So then, then we go and meet for coffee. The next time we hung out is okay. when we, sorry, we went to Vivachi. You went to Vivachi after the, the picnic. passionate thing. after. Yeah. Like and you co- must have felt really weird about seeing her again. Well, I was now. I was like excited. Now I like. You yeah, know, you were getting a little ready. trembly and little, yeah, yeah, like, little yeah. butterflies. Yeah, I want to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay. You had to do something yeah. with all this. <laughs> I showered. You had to make yourself presentable. I showered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then uh, we have this like impromptu picnic, and it's all idyllic. It's and all very, like, it is like a movie. It's like romantic. It's all very it, romantic. This, yeah, and it, I just yeah. love that it was natural. Yeah. It was an organic. That's the thing about Renee. And I, yeah. that's what I'm finding. But yeah. but in my experience, this doesn't happen. It's a setup or it's very calculated. No, she's not full of it. She's like the real deal. And that is yeah. something that is attracted because I think her and I would never have matched online. Yeah. We would, you know, it was very just like this organic, like, you know, give it a shot. And like, it's just happened and uh-huh. there's nothing forced about it. Right. So we have this picnic and we sit in her car and we talk for a while. She 
made up this whole story about her life. She said she had been married twice, one to a man, one to a woman, and she had me going because I don't know her and I don't know. Oh my God, what a ham! Oh okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah. So I'm like totally believing this, sure, and I'm thinking, sure. well, you know, she is in her mid 40s. That's very possible that she, she could have been married yeah. once or twice. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, I'm not judging and right. listening to this. Story. You're not an ageist. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. Unlike some people I know. So then she drives me home, and um, we I invite her in, and we have some more wine, and same sort of thing. Yeah. She goes to leave. Okay, here we go. She goes to leave. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm on tenter hooks yeah. right now. I, know. I can't wait to hear what yeah. she, what she what yeah. what more performance arts can yeah. happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, she just goes to leave, and then the same sort of thing comes back, and we now make out in the same sort of intensity now in my apartment oh uh-huh. mm-hmm. she's in the lair now yeah yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. so she so this happens and then she leaves classic renee she calls me right after she's left i've closed the door and i'm about to like jump in the shower i have to work the next day right so i'm right getting ready she calls me and she says did i i thought i left my keys again what, are you shitting me uh-huh yeah. No, with yeah. the keys? She, she thought she left her keys, but then as soon as she called me, she found them. Okay. So I'm like, is this oh, like okay. her move? Yeah, this is... Like, I yeah. left my keys. But she actually had left her pants in my house, which... Her pants? So, so clothing is making she, another... Well, yeah. she left her pants, and not because she took them off, because when we had our picnic, right. she didn't have a blanket, but right. she had a pair of pants that she was taking to Nordstrom oh, to get God. fixed. She's always so getting said, some sort of, like, yeah, something taken something, in yeah, or altered. Or like, she you just know, needs she, an errand to run is yeah. what I think. She, and yeah. there's a lot of clothing. And, and everything's got to, f- yeah. yeah. And when she yes. gets things tailored. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. She's got to, you know. Yeah. So I said, well, you don't have a blanket. I go, what are these pants? I go, can we just use these picnic pants? Right. <laughs> so they're the picnic pants. So we ha- we spread out our picnic on her pants right so she left the pants and she, right. she loves these pants and she had to take them into Nordstrom the next day right. so she came back right to get very pants. important so now yeah. she yeah and she says this is what she says if I come back I'm not leaving well 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 That's well what well she said. well uh-huh. threat down uh-huh yeah I said yeah. oh really yeah so she comes back and yeah and so she didn't leave she didn't leave she stayed the night and uh, ended up driving me to the light rail for work the next day. Oh. So she, yeah. So she stayed the night. I mean, I don't know how much detail you No, no, no. That's all you know, I need. No, yeah, I don't you know need any more is, than that. Right. But you know how she is. Like, yeah. I, I had to produce some documents. Like, nothing was going to happen. <laughs> nothing was going to happen yes. until that was uh, yeah. situated. Renee's so it, the queen of safe so, sex. But that was kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, for me, because very it, it was just yeah. very like, oh, I can't yeah. have this, you know. So yeah. it was all teasy, great fun, and yeah. And then ever since then, we have been seeing each other, dating, whatever you want to call it. Seems like you're happy. I'm miserable. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you really tears of a clown. You know, yeah, you really yeah. hide <laughs> it well. You know. So it's yeah. a lot to put up with. Yeah, I yeah. know, and you know. Well, I love the, I love her. Yeah, she's I do. I she's fucking love Renee. Yeah. yeah. So, but it could have been us, Amy. Is is 
Well, this could have been. This kind of starting. To, I'm starting to love you too. <laughs> then I'm okay with. I'm. You know, if you this love romantic something, romantic comedy could yeah. have been yours. If you love something, set it free. Yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> set you free. You know, and things happened the way they needed to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think I, I could. I don't think I could outdo her in, in this whole thing. Plus, I'm not as tall. But, and yeah. we already stated yeah, that you you're need average. I'm average. I don't. I don't. I'm average, I don't, I'm average height, and you're tall, and yeah. that's just not going to work. Yeah. 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 You. You would just think. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Is there anything else? No. You that was. Know? That I was mean, everything I needed to know. That was a great gay pride story. Yeah. No, I well, like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. We're done. We're done. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So now we arrive at Sunday, the morning of the parade. I went to the parade route early, and my interview with Carolyn Doherty is a separate podcast. So that's the the missing interview between Tina Hendrickson and Laura Becker. As the parade route is filling up rapidly, it's getting harder and harder for me to to make my way up and down the street. But I got a text from my friend Laura Becker and met up with her before it was too crazy to talk. So we got a chance to have a conversation touching on all the prides that we've spent together in the past. We're part of the same friend group, and I get to see Laura at a lot of different functions. So I've seen her a lot over the last 12 years, and her life has changed dramatically. She has a kid now. She doesn't live on the hill anymore, and she's married, and she's reflecting upon pride's past and her feelings on pride now. So here's Laura Becker. Talking to people at the parade, you know, and I've got Laura. Oh, what's this? But how many prides is this for you? This is Laura Becker. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just calculating it. I think I've been out here for 15 years. 15 prides. But but we missed one for we were on our honeymoon super straight thing super, to do you, so you missed it for for heterosexual yeah, reasons yeah that, you, i think that's you the got only one i've missed yeah, yeah. <laughs> a truancy <laughs> yes but that's okay uh-huh. um which is why i'm here today and i feel like no one else i know aside from you and maybe renee are going to be here well it's weird i've been talking to pe- a lot of people i've talked to this pride there's a certain unity but also a scattering so you know i've known you a long time now and we've we have mutual friends and we're part of the same friend group and we have partied together and gone to cabins together and all this sort of things to you know what i mean like you know there's a lot of a lot of unity there's a lot of history a lot of history a lot of unity and it's and and it's weird to kind of like at the same time feel connected but at the same time like where is everybody right and you were just talking about carrie garrity had her tent we always felt like we could go there and get a glass of water or a shot there was our our (laughs) watering hole at the pride parade yeah yeah and uh that's not here because so and you guys are and now you're a family and now we're a family this is arlo's third pride oh really yeah he came when he was two years old he was like four no he was seven or eight weeks old the first time does he usually like it well or i, I don't mean, know he hasn't really had an opinion well he maybe this year chill right now yeah no i think he's gonna love it so now you live out now you moved out to shoreline so do you feel like uh i don't know i mean how's your connection to everything now the, i mean your life has changed dramatically is, yeah definitely yeah. and this is particularly this year has been really kind of a out of body experience with the whole Orlando shooting like I just feel more of a connection to it but 
but I couldn't feel further away at the same time. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, this has been such a constant in my life, and now that no one I love and know is making a big party out of it, I feel really strange about it. And why it. do you think people aren't making a big party out of it? I don't, I have this theory. Oh, what's that? It's that, it's, and I hate to say it, it's like that gay, gay has become way more accepted. Oh my God, that is what I'm hearing. That is the theme almost this year. Yeah, and there's two, there's like, it's like, oh, okay, it's just a normal thing now and it's not as special as it used to be. Right, because we're not, like, it's the flip side. It's the flip side of of acceptance is becoming part of mainstream culture. Becoming part of mainstream culture means we don't have to isolate and, um, oh, sorry. You know, we don't have to, like, cloister and protect ourselves and, and all that stuff. But there's a certain kind of almost sadness that comes with that too yeah. because there's a um, when you're kind of like a piled upon group you know that right. gets a lot of crap you have to kind of band of together yeah. and we're it, it's great to be more accepted of but, course but yeah. so but there's the that, hope has been for so that, long that's what the hope right. has been and now I'm like that but now it's becoming realized and now we're like oh but everybody's scattered out and they all live in like neighborhoods that they used to not live in right because they felt like outsiders yeah and now they don't feel like outsiders but I don't know I'm, I'm so conflicted about that yeah no it's funny on the way down here I was like okay now it's time to go hang out with a bunch of drunk straight people and which is ironic of course because I've been the drunk straight person amongst my friends for so long sure. but it's like it's been it's a normal thing that like I don't know I don't know how to yeah actualize it it's 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 a little bit of a bummer, but it's also great that that yeah. it has become such a are, big it, thing. Are Me- is Meg going to show? No, no, yeah. Meg. So no, yeah. Uh, Julie Bear and her family are like we don't need looking at a new anymore. car this morning. Really? And, yeah. Julie Bear. I know. I'm calling her out Bad right now. Gay. Uh-huh. Bad I mean, gay. I think they're going to the Rose Beer Garden later, sure. but you know. Yeah. Um, but we can make fun of her. Yeah. She's not here. Yeah. She now we can. She can't hear us. I know. I hope she doesn't show up, and then I'll look like a real <laughs> asshole. But. Not the first time. I know. <laughs> Probably a couple times before. Well, and you've been kind of like um, you're straight, but you've been in you know you've been in the gay community forever. Yeah, I, I mean, was thinking about that too. I, like my best friend came out to me when she was, I think we were like 14 or something, at a Christian rock music festival. Yeah. So. No way. Yeah. It was a it was a heavy Christian rock. It's called Cornerstone. It was in a cornfield in Illinois. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and we stopped Did going to the Christian music. Did they have altar calls at the, you know, they'd sing a song and then like oh, yeah. have altar come, calls? Come on up. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just been such a part of my life forever. And I knew Nora was gay way before she came out to me. So right. it so it's always been just part of your yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, you, it's, it's uh, was anybody in your family gay, like growing Mm-mm. up? No. No? No. And I grew up in a pretty, um, boring suburb yeah very no gay uncles none of that Mm, stuff uh my parents best friend who actually officiated our wedding turned out to be gay at like well he came out of the closet at 55 years old something ridiculous like that Uh uh-huh but we all kind of suspected that early on too but that was still before i was like yeah and so it's never been weird you you never thought this or that of it or was it i mean Mm. even when you're 14 you're just like no, Whatever. I mean, how did you even put it together in a way? Like, um, 
I feel like, you know what I think it was? I think, um, like, Ellen, I think it was right around the same time as oh, Ellen was, oh, okay. had come so out. Ellen had, okay. But but it, for some reason it had existed in my world before that. But when you saw Ellen, were you like, oh, wait, I know people like that? Yeah, totally. Like, she seemed a, like yeah. a familiar right. archetype to you? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. That was helpful. The Ellen thing yeah, was helpful. Yeah, I think it was huge, totally. right? Yeah, it was very kind huge. Kind of life-changing for television. No, that when that um, happened and that... That was very big. What was that? Ninety-five or I don't know, but it was yeah. a, it was a big, 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 big deal. That's the first that I can remember. I mean, I, there must have been gay, right, people on. But I mean, I just like a straight girl from the suburbs. I was more of like wondering how do you how you even recognized it. But it was coming into the culture just a little bit, but still yeah. not not accepted. But you were, but it never phased you. And then you had your friend, and then you remained friends and felt. Oh yeah, she we're still way connected. You're still really close yeah. to her, and yeah. then, and then of course Meg in college. You guys were besties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meg, and she was. Meg and I have quite the history together. Was she out the whole time? That no, you knew her? no. Oh wait, she was in the closet. When yeah. You Can you totally. tell me? Nobody will hear us. Okay. Here's here's this funny story. She had a she had developed her first. I don't know if it was her first, but um, her first adult crush on a woman. Uh huh. Our freshman year in college. Uh huh. And it was on me. Ooh. And we were I best see, I, friends. Yeah, I do know that she had a crush on you because I, I learned about that. Like, but that's super awesome. Right. So here's the funniest part. Yeah. I don't know if she told you this part. She instead of telling me to my face, she would act so weird around me. She would like run out of the room every time I walked in and just like blush and hunch and creep out like she does. And I was like, What the hell is going on? I don't get it. Finally, she slid. A t- I still have it. The typed out letter. No. Under my That's door. Awesome. Under my dorm room door. Uh-huh. That said something like, ah, I wish I could. I mean, it was in true Meg fashion. It was like beautiful ridiculousness where she was just like, I kind of sort of have a little crush on you. Or right. Something. And I wrote back on a printed out piece of paper slid yeah. under her door or something. I quoted... Robin Hood or something. I mean, it was so of the time, you know. Like, like your response was super, Kevin se- super serious response yeah. type no, of thing. No, 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 no. T- it was totally light and like, oh, okay. Jesus Christ, just give me a hug. Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm straight. Like, I'm not gonna make out with you, but I love but yeah, you, exactly. and I'm. I, I hope we can get over this. And I you mean, did, and you guys have remained yeah, really close no, forever, been, and you both have family. Call each other our LTRs, long-term relationships. That's really awesome. I mean, I love Meg like crazy, Who as you yeah. know. I mean, and I can just, even though I didn't know her at that time, she was still young when I met her. Um, I can totally see that awkwardness. Yeah. And of course, mixed with like how stunningly beautiful she is. Yeah. You know, so she's got all these things going for her, but she doesn't have the personality of a good-looking person. No. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? She's not way arrogant in that way. Too biting and like. Yeah unsure of herself she's unsure of herself yeah. yet yet ridiculously good looking totally yeah which is a nice combination i gotta say i would imagine it would be yeah, yeah. um rush ahead. No, that's a great story so you've yeah so you've been just in it with your gay friends forever yeah somehow i've just like attracted them all my life i don't you know really have because i've known nora since i was like probably seven years old right you're like my sister lisa it's always with the gay friends but always totally straight yeah and of course i ended up as a fucking hairstylist i mean i'm just surrounded all the time by gays it's a gay occupation it is (laughs) super gay 
thanks so much for you know catching me up on your gay yeah thing. no sorry awesome. that was just a little history no it was great Gayness. yeah i'll pass it by meg okay we'll get the okay she'll okay. be fine she'll laugh she can be outed she can maybe you want to talk to her too and get her side of the story oh yeah yeah totally That's yeah good yeah well, happy gay pride i love you oh i love you after the parade started it got really crowded, and I was with my friend Renee Holland, but she's really tall, and she could see, and I got lost and ended up going to where I knew I would run into some people I knew, which was down at P.F. Chang's. There were some friends having drinks, so I went in to get away from, basically to get away from the fact that I could see nothing. I could see zero of the parade, and all I was was being inundated with crowds and it was getting hot so I took a little breather and talked to a few people there. Here's Perry Ty, one of my standbys, one of my old faves. So so Perry Ty. Amy Vanderbeck. How many how many prides? Oh, I've lost count. But I've worn these for four straight years. Oh my god, your rainbow <laughs> <said> wrist. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> My rainbow wristbands that Peter got me that I ran the half Peter, marathon in. Yes. Peter. Um, I've been out on the parade route all morning, and it's nice to sit down right now. But there's, it is so crazy out there. Oh, yeah. There's zero chance that you can ever actually see the parade. Oh, yeah. That's why we were up in the penthouse watching from the deck. Oh, you were watching it from there? Yeah, just for like an hour. Yeah, it, it's... Um, and every, yeah, every year I miss Dykes on Bikes. Every single year. You miss Dykes on Bikes? I missed it because it starts at 11. Why can't it start at noon? Maybe noon, 12.30, But if it o'clock? started at noon, you'd still be late. <laughs> True. Right. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how? come on, try to think of it. How many prides? How many prides? Um, gosh. So, um, I mean, I'm 45 years old, and... I'm shameful. I am going to say probably, you know, I, I worked when I was younger, I worked on fishing boats. So I was in Alaska a lot. I missed a lot of stuff. Um, but I would say probably pretty consistently since the mid 90s. So, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty consistently. And they were on Broadway. And well, they were on Broadway, and that was my favorite. I lament the 90s like nobody's business. And it's I, really hard not to get, it's really hard not to get nostalgic and lament when things were on Broadway because it was so much one you could see the parade two well we stood on the roof at Vivace yes, anyway yes and, yes and drank yes. vodka with and and the memories are just oh, I mean time moved slower back then in my 20s for some reason it was like oh, you know you think two years two years I can't I can't do that program it's gonna take way too long and now yeah. two years is like wow it's tomorrow you're like I could have had a PhD <laughs> yeah and I wouldn't exactly. even notice well with as much school I should have a PhD by now <laughs> yeah me and you too I have enough I have enough community college for college credits for a PhD exactly. I can't I actually yeah. calculated it once. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. They're all at like the yeah. 100 and 200 level I've classes. Taken, yeah, I've taken all the science classes twice. I miss, I yeah. miss, I miss the parade on Broadway ending in Volunteer Park. I right. just, I, I miss it. I loved it. Um, and it, you know, it's different. It's big now. There's so many people, and there's so much. There's better access to the city. Like yesterday on Broadway, right? Because of the light rail. It was so crowded. I've never seen it that busy on Broadway for Pride, and I think it has a lot to do with the transportation. The light rail is fantastic, but it, yeah, and 
the ups and downs of everything. I was just talking to Laura Becker, and she was talking about with the um, acceptance of gayness comes the dispersion. You know, it really disperses, and we come together at things like this. But it used to be like I'd run into people. There, I've ran into less people I know, even though it's more crowded here right. than ever. But right. as far as like normally, I'd run into a lot more people I know on the street. Sure. But I think a lot of people just don't even come anymore. Well, I think that some of our really close friends are out of town as well. I know people that I've known forever that aren't even here today. Right. Um, and those are people that I see every year, and they always have some real estate somewhere where we can, you know, just hang out all day and not worry about crowds and finding a spot. But they're not here. They're they're gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or they're or they're in the parade. Yeah, or they're in the parade, and some people that used to stake out spots no longer do it just because it doesn't feel the same or some other, you it's, know. Well, and it's like now there's barriers. I mean, you see the, the barriers all up and down the street. I mean, it's, I get it. It's a crowd thing. You know, it's a, it's a safety issue, but it just has a different feel. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I, I get it. I mean, it's it's big, it's commercial, and it's changed. Yeah. Which is, you know, inevitable. Things are going to change. I, the irony of so many things is I'm here, I'm here at the parade. I'm here at the parade, like, talking to people about the parade, and I can't see the parade. Yeah, we're in a glass bubble I've right now. I've now yeah. given up, and I'm in a, I'm in, we're the, I'm in the fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now, I now just can see people. All I can do is see people watching the parade, and I can see emotion behind right. them of of something going by. Right, and all the cameras. Like, look at all of the phones. Seas of iPhones, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be once it, once it, you know, filters out into, uh, into Seattle Center. Right. Once it's open, that's where there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening. Seattle Center, it's nice out today, 80 degrees, perfect day. It is There's going to be a lot of naked people in the fountain. I've seen a lot of naked people already. and I Totally feel like comfortable. I'm a, yeah. Like, I am not one of those people that can just take off my clothes and be comfortable. I'm a never nude. I'm a never nude, too. I have my jean have shorts my on right too. now underneath my jeans. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. So what should we do with our day, then? Um... The whole day? Well, I'm... I, we, we can only I'm plan two, for the moment. I'm two beverages in. Two beverages in. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And that's, and that's starting. I, I failed to make jello shots. I was going to do that, but it was... Yeah, Peter had been Peter, talking Peter asked it. me at one in the morning, are you going to make jello shots? I'm like, fuck one in no. The morning. Yeah, one in the morning. I'm like, no. But you Do you want to do that? Yeah, no. No. Are you asking me a stupid question again? Or are you just saying it just to, you know, to get a rise out of me? I don't know. I don't know how jello shots work. All right. Well, thanks for uh, priding with me. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Anytime, it. anytime. At this point, I'm still hiding from the heat and the crowds, and I have a nice talk with Teal Allen. He reflects upon Pride's past with me and some of his more sordid tales from San Francisco Pride and Folsom Street Parade, which is always fascinating. One day I'm going to talk to him way more about that. So here's Teal Allen. Pride Day, Teal Allen. Hi. Hi. Yeah. How many prides? Uh, this is probably my 18th Pride. 18th Pride. But, and in Seattle, I think I've missed maybe six and did uh, San Francisco in replacement of... Oh, because, yeah, you bump it up to the next level. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in everything do I do. Do you go to the Amy, Folsom quite, Street? Quite okay. frankly. Oh, yeah, I've also done the Folsom Street Fair. Two oh, you have? Two times. What's that like? Well, 
ass and leather. It's ass and leather. Uh-huh. I actually, for the most part, I have been around the block, or at least I've been thrown under the bus. Yes. Uh, and so Folsom provided me with visuals in person that only I've seen on film, in, in uh, adult films. And so <clears throat> it was interesting. Uh, there's a couple of stories. I'm not sure if you want me to share them or not. Of course I want you to share them. But, Are you kidding uh, me? I've gone with my friend Terry, you know, uh-huh. Terry Schmidt. Oh, yes. Do we use names on this? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. No one can hear us. Anyway, she's, she's prideful. Um, but we... Uh, she's a little bit on the conservative side. Right. I mean, she's been around the block and she enjoys all of that. But it, at any rate, we, we did it our first year together. And um, it was kind of just a, a breeze through. And then I sort of planned out. Well, you, you have to plan these things. You have to get tickets to the right party. Um, oh, okay. Because uh, it's the after hours parties and things like that. That if you're not privy to or done, if you haven't done your homework you can kind of miss out on that sort of thing. So, for example, my first year, I didn't get to go to any of the, you know, like Falcon, which is a very famous porn company, and, right. and they throw a, a, a big party for Folsom. And anyway, I didn't have any good tickets, so I ended up at the worst fucking place called Blowjob Buddies. Whoa, they, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the name of a, a, a party is, or a bar? This is a, a, um, <clears throat> a gentleman's club it's okay. not even a bar it's called blowjob buddies awesome. oh yeah oh and it's God. been around for probably 30 years uh-huh. and that's where you go if you're down and out or it's the last straw it's I mean, when you did not buy your tickets it's when you didn't even get into the bathhouse that's where you go in and there's all sorts of stalls and uh, exhibits if you will where you can select um, what it is you're looking for, how big it is, or you know, just one to knock you upside the head kind of a situation. And so I found myself at Blowjob Buddies and was sort of sour about the, the situation. Sure, I, I sure. ended up. <clears throat> it's like take, when you're in Vegas and you end up at Slots of Fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, it is one of those things where you're like, well, shit. There's no chase in this. You know what I mean? Right. It's a sure thing, and that's a that's a good deal. Which I. But long story short, the second time I went. To Ended up being one of the best times. Uh, I'm not. I'm not an exhibitionist, and I wouldn't consider myself a prude. But good lord, there were some some things that I I'd never seen before. And uh, yeah, Kink.com is a is a famous sort of porn company that uh, does exhibitions with torture and that kind of stuff. Right. So I'd never seen people get. Know, electrocuted like right up the ass or up in the nose and men and women uh, alike and so that was pretty cool um, yeah. wow that's quite a show it is and actually I, I really now that you've got me talking I've, I've got to start thinking of more of my stories you I know you uh, have a lot of them well I do and so maybe we could resume some more of this conversation yeah a bit. absolutely right. thanks right. for talking to me you're absolutely okay. welcome thank you Amy thanks to you Here's my friend Darcy Eakins reflecting on coming out when you live in Federal Way and 18 years of pride. I have no idea about gay male porn yesterday, and I don't find it a turn-on, but apparently lesbians do. Is that true? You're not a lesbian. I know. (laughs) I know this, but I don't find it, like, I just think it's, I think it's so funny that that well, I don't. I don't either. I mean, that explains I, it. You're not yeah. a lesbian. Well, I mean, no. I, I, it's not my thing. But, but I do think it's funny that you said 
why don't I find it a turn on? All these lesbi- lesbians find it a turn on. It's like, I. That was it's not your thing, but so girl on know. girl porn. Does that work for you? A little bit. Okay, oh, that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> How many prides for you, Darcy Eakins? Uh, first pride was 1998. That's the weekend I came out. You were in Seattle. Yes. Okay. Yep. Where did you live? At the time, I was in Federal Way, <laughs> of all places. That seems so, so gross. Originally from Fuckwilla. I mean Tuckwilla. And how do you? Um, what are your feelings on Pride? Do you usually like it? Um, yeah, I, it's different now. A little bit older. Uh huh. Don't go dancing anymore. No. Um, Did you ever drink? Because you're a non-drinker. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I still drink. Oh, you do? Okay. You're like, I can have no fun. No, no. gluten, no alcohol, I know. nothing. Air yeah. and sorrow. Air and sorrow. Yes. Yes. It's Just wasting it away. So Pride for me is hanging out with my friends. When I first came out and my first Pride, it was kind of scary, really, because I wasn't out to any of my co-workers. I worked for a very homophobic woman who was closeted. When we finally came, my partner and I worked for the same company, and we finally decided to come out that uh, following year, we got fired, and it was close to our second Pride, Pride of 1999. And we lost our job, so we didn't celebrate. We didn't. We didn't come out. We didn't do anything that that year. So it's it's for me. Pride is just being able to celebrate with my friends. Everything out there is your expectations, or do you have any expectations? Not at all. No. No. no, It's okay. So it just comes and goes, and you get what from it what you can. And if I see my friends, we get to hang out. Then it's been a great weekend. Yeah. Anytime you have gay pride. Pride or any kind of event where there are gay people, you're going to have the gay protesters who come with their giant, ugly signs with the cheapest possible graphics and terrible fonts telling us all that we're going to hell. And, you know, it's just, it's just what you get used to. We're very, very used to it as gay people. I like to ignore them. Uh, I think that a lot of them got more attention than they really I wish that they would have, and I struggled really hard. Uh, I went by this guy. There was one who was, he's kind of a lone wolf, (laughs) and I actually wish I would have asked him this. When you have to go to the bathroom, that thing doesn't fit inside a building. Like, do you ask somebody to hold the sign? So, like, hey, can you hold this sign that says, repent, gay, hate, gonna die if you don't, like, you know, go ahead and just hold this for me. I mean, who's, who's, and what does he do? Lay it down? Or does he just have a catheter? I don't know. And he's, he's alone. Um, so, I didn't want to give this guy any more attention. But I also wanted to talk to him, and I certainly didn't want to fight with him because all he was doing was fighting with people all day long. And I just, after a while, it's like, why? Why? You can't argue with a religious person. You just can't because they're brainwashed. Nothing's going to come of it. But I did want to talk to him. I don't know why. I just felt compelled. I also didn't really want to make fun of him. I just made fun of him just a a little bit because I had to go undercover because I didn't want to fight. So here's our conversation not a fight, just a conversation. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for doing God's work. You do you're doing good you're doing good work. Did you I think you sold you've saved a lot of people today. Thank you. Yeah. 
How do you think how it's you going? Know, what makes you think that? Because you're you got your sign and you're spreading your love and it's I think you're saving well, some souls. I don't save people, only God can save people. Well but you're sending the I message am here for to, God. I am here to tell the truth though. Oh, they smack. talk about love, but why yeah. do they hate the truth? I, how I can know. love and hate I know. How can love and hate God's word coexist? I know. It's a lot of deception. I've yeah. I've been um Prosecute, oh, yeah, prosecute. I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Where, where are you from? Oh, uh, I have a Christian radio show. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. I was up in Capitol Hill. I've been doing this a while. Each year, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. This are is, you are you Seattle based? Then? Yeah, yeah. Which? This is the worst. I, I mean, I was up in Capitol Hill. They had a big. That's where all the gay community lives. They uh -huh. had a festival up there yesterday. This is kind of heterosexual and, oh, that's so gross. Heterosexual and homosexual. That was all homosexual. There was maybe 30 or 40,000 of them. I have not seen so much perversion and disgust in my whole entire life. Mocking the word, throwing dog bags full of crap at us, throwing garbage at our feet. Yeah, you're I mean, you're persecuted. I mean, I'm you're, down. Well, I you're know, persecuted. and, and, and yeah. I expect that. To, I'm putting myself out here, but I expect that. Yeah. But they're they're so hostile, you know. I know you. You confront the spirit, yeah. the true spirit of this, and it's hostile. Right. And it's angry, and it's fearful. I mean, all all Christians are persecuted. Yeah. 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 Terribly yeah. by gay people. Gay exactly. people have had a. They have this um, hate. Yeah. But you know of what us. this whole day has been been about for me? I got to share this with you. Yeah. A, li a little gal came up to me. She might have been 20, and she didn't have any arms. She was so cute. She comes up to me and she goes, her homos, her her lesbian friends were standing over there, and she comes up to me and she says, she was really serious. She goes, what must I do to be saved? Right. How can I be saved? Sure. She was serious. So she start. I started giving her the gospel. Sure. And right when I almost got to the good point of salvation, her friends came and took her away from me, and that happened so often. They didn't want her to know the truth. Right when they I got to that point. Yeah. Ten minutes later, she tracked me down, and she found me, and she she wanted to continue on the conversation. Oh, yeah. So I continued it on. Uh-huh. And she gave her life to the Lord there. There you and go. And she was you saved. You saved a soul. See, yeah. that's what this yeah. whole day is about. So it what, just brought tears what? to my eyes. And yeah. I told her, you know, I told her about... I said, you know, you don't have to do this with me right now. I mean, sure. I'll pray with you and take yeah. you through the prayer if you really mean it in your heart. Right. I'll do it with you. Right. Or you can go home or do it anywhere. Right. You don't need me to lead you through this. Yeah, you can do it I alone said, with, with Christ. Exactly. Yes. And I said, so what makes you feel more comfortable? Right. You want it, want, want me to take you through a prayer now? or she, I want you to do that right now because uh, I might not be here tomorrow. And I might not have the opportunity. Right. So yeah. I said, all right, man, let's go for it. I prayed with her and gave her a hug. I said, I said you're not going to, this isn't about feelings. Uh -huh. You've been saved by your admission to God and don't let any, the devil's going to come and try to take that away from right. you. Right. Then I gave her a gospel of John and I said, please, please, please read this. And then she was, you know, walked away and was happy. And what church are you a part of? Well, I don't, 
I go. I don't go to church. I mean, I like to go to church, but right. I don't like to affiliate myself with any okay, organization. Okay, so you're like non-denominational. No, or I, non I don't affiliate myself with anybody. Uh -huh. I just come out by myself and do the Lord's work. Cause I've been, I've been involved with other groups, and there's just too much. You have your own thing. Fighting and yeah. just, you know, just stuff going on, politics. Cool. I don't like to be involved in that. So, are you alone here now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always come out alone. Oh, okay. So you're a lone wolf. I'm a lone wolf. All right. <laughs> well, it was nice talking to you. Thank you. Right. God bless you. Both my sister, Lisa, and my friend, Peter, couldn't get enough of this one guy on Capitol Hill who was a naturalist, nudist. He was one of the naked cyclists, but on Saturday before the parade, so before they saw him on a bicycle, they just saw him walking around and they were both, they were both very attracted to him. <laughs> so on Sunday, I ran into him at Seattle Center and <clears throat> they both said, go talk to him, go talk to him. And I was like, well, what am I going to talk to him about? I didn't, I didn't see him ride his bike and I hadn't seen him before, but so I just thought, well, hell, I'm here. I'm at the parade. I'm going to go talk to him. His name's Daniel, and he's a very nice guy. Do you mind if I talk to you? My name's Amy. Hi, Amy. I'm Daniel. My, my sister saw you yesterday, and she thought you just had this great energy and personality. Really? Yeah, she wanted me to talk to you. No yeah. way. Yeah. She's over there. Leaning on that whale. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got blonde hair. Anyway, yeah. so are you part of a, a group or is this just something? Do you do, do this every year, like, you know, um, get naked? This is my first year actually being in the Pride Parade. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. last year I was in the Fremont Solstice Parade. Okay, so you're a, yeah. generally, are you, wait, are you a bicyclist? What yeah. Is, you're one of the bicyclists. Uh huh. Okay. And that's your group. How long have you been part of that group? And the group is uh, the group that Mar I mean that road today is uh, Body Pride. Body Pride. Okay. Yeah. Is Goddess Kring in that group? Who? Goddess Kring. Shannon I don't know. Kringen? Okay. I'm new to the group, You're so new to the group. I don't really know everybody, but but they're all um, they're in the group. Right. Yeah. Is it gay or just just not no, necessarily? No, it's not. All it's uh, all all uh, all sexual all. orientations, genders. Right. Great. And yeah. Do you get new members all the time? Um, I think so. Yeah. Is it hard? I mean, I'm a cyclist, but what, I've never ridden naked. But does it? Are there any problems like with your, um, you know, where the well, butt meets the seat? When you, it, it kind of hurts a little more when you hit a bump. Oh, I bet. You yeah. know, right in the, you know. Yeah, for a man especially. In the nuts there could or be problems. in the butt, you know. You gotta take it easy, but people yeah. always love the. You gotta kind of get a, get up off the seat a little bit. Yeah, people always love the naked cyclists. Yeah, they always get a big uh, big applause. I think because because naked cyclists are always in a good mood and they're not. You can't be like drunk and ride a bicycle, so they're right. usually sober and healthy. Yeah. You know, like health. It's kind of a healthy living thing in a way. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, do you guys hang out socially outside of this? Yeah, usually after uh, one of the events, we'll, like right now, we're here in the park, just hanging out. Um, sometimes we'll, they'll go to, well, after the Fremont, we'll go to Gasworks Park, hang out there, eat, socialize. 
Okay. Everybody rinses off their paint in the water. So here, we'll, uh, we were planning on probably going down into the fountain washing off. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Are you an, an, um, a naturalist? Is that I am. What you would call? Okay. Yeah. All year round, or, or I mean, like, um, do you have I roots? try to be, but if I'm too cold, put on my. Well, yeah, if you're too cold. Put on my stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, it's Rain, if it's raining. Do you find that, um, do you find that since you're nude and, and your friends are, that there's, in a way that that strips away the artifice and makes conversation more real? Absolutely. Yeah? Is that, do you yeah. think that's a motivation of why yeah. you do it? People are, they're just more genuine in themselves. They're not hiding anything. Right. Like physically. So there's really nothing to hide. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Nothing to hide behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a very open, just natural way of living, you know. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me. Oh, my pleasure. And have a great pride. Thank you too. Spread love. So just to come full circle on all of Pride. Well, Monday I had gone into a bit of a funk after Pride maybe just doing too much stuff and everything being over and Tuesday morning I still wasn't feeling very good and so I put on my Facebook asking if somebody would come meet me for coffee and talk kind of a post pride interview or conversation discussing the weekend and all that it meant to us and uh, I got a message from Becky Selengut she's a chef and she's written three cookbooks and you can check out her stuff on beckyselengut.com I'll put a link in the description she was bombed out that morning I had reached somebody who was having and she coined this term and it cracked me up post pridem so there's Becky in bed suffering from postpartum, not wanting to get out of bed, and then she sees my Facebook message, and she meets me at Vivace <laughs> and has a chat with me, and I very much appreciated it. So here's Becky. Remember Phil Donahue? <laughs> totally remember Phil Donahue. Those, I miss Phil Donahue. I really liked him. The silver fox. This is the kind of microphone he would walk down the aisles with. Totally, remember? Yeah. He's got the long handle. The long handle. Yeah. He would have a flick motion. He did. He had a real style. Uh huh. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Wonder if he ever injured anyone. Like accidentally thunked them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still alive? Oh yeah. He's married to Marlo Thomas. Of that girl. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm with. I don't even know how to say your last name. Becky. What is it? I'm gonna let leave you out to dry. Leave you out to dry. Okay. And just let's just hear all the possibilities. Oh my God! I, I pretend you're German. Oh, Salungut, Zelengut. Oh, that's a German, but everyone says Selengut. And and how do you say it? Selengut. Okay. All right. I wouldn't have figured that out. Yeah. I just see your name. Yeah. It's and just it becomes like an image, like an emoticon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's like. It just makes a clicky sound. <laughs> You're like, I don't know I, what that I is. See the, I see the name, and I immediately kind of like, it goes over my head, and I don't even try to <laughs> pronounce it. That's how I am with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, I can't, eat, I can't mm-hmm. keep up with the names on there. Mm-hmm. So thanks for meeting with me this morning, because I'm having post-Pride blues. I get it. Did you do Pride? Did you go? Massively, I did Pride this like, year. which events? All the events. Uh, yes. Dyke March? Trans Pride? Yes. The parade. The parade, of course. Wild Rose Beer Garden. Uh huh. Two oh, days you running. Did the Rose Beer Garden. Two days. Two days in a row. How crazy was it? 
it wasn't too crazy. It was really fun. Really? Just yeah. ran into old friends. Oh, yeah. It was just great. It didn't look that busy the first night. It looked really empty. But the weather was really bad. Right. And I, I, I never went in there. I, by that time of the day, I just was... I needed to go home. <laughs> I understand that. And that's how I usually am. I usually do, like, one thing or two things on Pride. But for some reason, the Orlando thing, I just... You pr- had this huge pull uh-huh. in me to just... I had to be at all of the things. Was it um, bigger this year? Because it seemed like it. It seemed like it, but maybe that's just It just seemed the vibe. absolutely... I think like five years ago when I when it first moved to the Seattle Center, it wasn't that crowded. Right. This time it was just shoulder to shoulder right. all the way. I mean, I'd be curious to know the numbers because sometimes I feel like it's also how you're feeling internally that determines how big you feel the crowd is. Yeah. Because that first year we moved down to Seattle Center, everybody was sad. So it's like this right. people walking around with this sort of sadness. Because they wanted to be at Volunteer Park? They wanted to be at Volunteer Park. So I feel like it just looked empty. There's this very sad, sad walk from Seattle Center to Capitol Hill on yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. It's like, oh, meh. Yeah, meh. I don't do okay. that. I don't do the Seattle Center part of it. You, oh, you don't, you don't go down no. there? No. We go, I go, we went from the parade to the beer garden. Oh, Back okay. to the hill right away. We just skipped over that because you didn't want to what? Why did you always, I, Not that there's anything wrong with it, but any time I've gone in the past, it always felt like a, it's yeah. over. And yeah. it just sort of felt like a dwindling. There's a coming back from vacation quality. Yeah. To it. And I felt like going back to the Rose Garden, Rose Garden, that's not the name of it, Rose, but the, 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 the beer Rose garden. beer garden thing. It felt like it would be more celebratory and it's three, four blocks from my house. So it just felt like I was, you know, oh, yeah, heading right home there. anyway. Yeah. That's where I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to tell your story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I tried to wave hi to Becky on the street, and then, like, I was in a busy intersection. I'm a good cyclist because I cycle all the time, but somehow I, like, crashed my crotch on the crossbar. And I blame you. You totally blame me. I and totally I didn't even blame hear you. you. You're yeah. using, like, your mute voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't feel like I have a loss of hearing, but... I feel like if someone was clearly yelling, <laughs> Becky, I would turn around and acknowledge it. And so now it's become this thing that I'm this like insufferable snob who just refuses to say hello to you. Who, who um, broke, maybe, broke your crotch. Uh, yeah, that's the word. Um, stubbed. Stubbed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's you. That's your role I'm in my sorry. life. sorry. That's okay. Now, I mean, I don't really know you that well. I mean, it's nice that you showed up here. But I, I was trying to put together this, like, pride episode of I, I just talk to people at Pride. There's not like any kind of format to my podcast really, but I felt like there needed to be a post Pride button on the end. And that's you, Becky. Awesome. You're my post Pride interview. <laughs> it's sort of like do you think we should call it like post Pridem? Po- yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a- what I have even right now. Today's Tuesday. Post Pridem. Yesterday was really bad. Yeah. It was you know, double plus Monday. It was yes. very bad. And then double um, plus ungood. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and then today is a little bit better, but I'm still feeling like meh. Well, part of it is because you walk down the street, Capitol Hill, and I'm pride. Like everyone is smiling and happy, and it feels like everyone's gay, or if they're not gay, they're gayish. Right. And gay for a day. The gay for the day, and everyone's just sort of, you know, like, yeah, this is a big fun celebration, and love is amazing, and hate sucks. And then it's like Monday, and it's like. This is like a really bad week-long hangover yeah. after Pride. Yep. It just feels not good. Post-Pride and you depression. Were, and you were in bed this morning. You didn't want to get up. I didn't want to get up. Because you you had post pride I had post pride <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I did. It's, I don't, I love Pride. And this year felt especially wonderful to me. I think because the week before I was like in a really bad slide along with, what do you mean? Well, with, with along with probably all gays and lesbians. Plus oh, Orlando. Orlando. Duh, what am I saying? And yeah. I think that it was, you know, in, in a way, I've, like I said, in a way I've never felt before and I've always been very celebratory on Pride Weekend but in a way I've never felt before I, I had to be with my people right it was this huge pull yeah Orlando it did you know I feel like we all everybody did need to get together around mm-hmm. that because yeah. I haven't even like one, you know that's it's one of those things where I keep kind of you know orbiting by Orlando in my head but I haven't been able to really go down you know all the way down with it I know you yeah. just said that you almost went all the way down with it until your girlfriend had to pull you out yeah like well she yeah, yeah. she just had to put the kibosh on the stop it th- there's one yeah. thing to I'm a very I'm a I'm an empathetic person and I'm very sensitive right and so I'm like someone you you want as a friend because I'll I'll be right there with you but literally I am right there with you right and it sometimes becomes my own right pain I don't have a oh. ability to filter right very well you're a feeler I'm a feeler Just, yeah. so it I, I literally felt like people I knew died that day and there's no amount of rationalization or someone telling me that that you didn't know them that's going to make me feel better and so there's certain things i can do to feel better Uh and there's certain things i can do to feel worse and i chose all the things to that were worse oh and why because i don't know there's some part of my brain that sometimes feels comfortable or at home Uh with a certain level of sadness Uh uh-huh and I don't know. So the Orlando thing, it just took you down for a while and you were just around the house getting increasingly more kind of pulled into it. Pulled into it and and just unable to function, you know, like not able to work, not able to answer an email, not able to do the dishes, just... Right, and you're (coughs) self-employed, would you say? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's... And so you have to be very motivated. Very like you motivated. You don't have somebody telling you what to do. No. <laughs> so you can, if you get pulled in the, um, pulled away from the focus of your, your work. But it felt more important. Like I, I yeah. even justified it like, well, really, who the fuck cares about a, can I swear on this? Yeah. Who the fuck cares about a cookbook? I mean, like people are getting killed. Like, you know what I mean? And, and but that's the kind of thinking yeah. that actually will make getting out of it much, much harder. Because, you know, and as my wife April said she just said you oh I said girlfriend you have oh, a wife yes okay no sorry worries. I didn't know you were married I am yeah. offended you, are this, you pissed at me now this girlfriend is so diminutive so podcast I, yeah. is over yeah <laughs> <laughs> drops mic uh, um she uh she you know she just said you're now dwelling and that's a hard thing to hear because you want to you want to fight back against that but she's like you know you're not helping yourself us or anybody right by and, and taking it all on. are important. These are the things that are make life worth living, like connecting, mm-hmm. eating with people. You know, just True. It, it, it's not like everybody can just stop. But I, I get what you mean. You yeah. you got pulled in. You felt it big time. Mm-hmm. April pulled you out of it. Now mm-hmm. you, you find a balance. Yeah, it's about with, balance yeah. always. And now you feel like you can. You're back to work, and you feel okay about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a hard one. I mean I think being sensitive is a very a very big strength. And I was always teased when I was a kid for being too sensitive. Like, a, did you cry or something? 
Um, I wasn't a big, well, maybe in my family I would cry, but I wasn't so much a big crier, but just I would, my feelings would get hurt all the time. Right. And I would just, I don't know. People, my brothers would always tell me I was too sensitive. My father would tell me I was too sensitive. It was too sensitive, too sensitive. And then I've learned as an adult to to actually appreciate that in, in myself and in other people. And I think it can be a, a big strength. It can be a connector yeah. to people. Yeah. Because I, I, when someone tells me about their life, I listen and I feel right. it, and I feel like I understand them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a strength. But it goes to it can go too far. Like anything else, you have to just know where to put the the boundaries and the limits, and how not to get sucked into someone else's problems. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I like know. that you're a feeler. I don't really know yeah. you very well, but I get this hit off of you that's like this empathic, sensitive. You Maybe know, because I just I like told you. you that. No, no, no. You just seem. I don't know. I just instantly liked mm. you. You know. Mm. Oh, that's um, really sweet. I liked you too. Yeah, I met you at Shannon's party and, and instantly. You liked. saved my dog. I mean, how could I, I not? I did like save you. your dog. Yeah, yeah. This little rescue dog that I found in the street that it ended up with Becky. Yeah. I found a dog that ran in front of my car, and then many things happened, and the dog passed through people, and then and then turns out that this is the dog. Yes. It was a very sad dog when I met it. Yep, and now yeah. it's a it's a much, much happier, still slightly mentally ill yeah. ball of fluff. But aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you talked to me about, like, depression, too, because yeah. it's interesting that, you know, because, you know, you are. You're a very highly functional person. You're a successful person. You, you write books, which is amazing to me, you know, that you, you have, you have follow-through. You have like, yeah. and so, but you have to, like you said, you have to do certain things to keep yourself getting up in the morning, keep going, and not get depressed, and yeah, and have a routine around it. And that's yeah, and uh, it help. It does help to have someone on my side, like yeah. pushing me, and it helps to have dogs. Yeah, um, I think dogs, dogs get me up and out of the bed. Well, they you have to get up when you have a dog. You have sure. to. You yeah. start feeling really guilty, yeah. and that's a great motivator. Yes. So, I mean, dogs are great. I'm lucky enough to have someone who's knows what to say when I when I need it. Right. Can give me some tough love. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that I, I, I'm really glad you're doing this podcast because I think people don't talk about mental illness very much, and right. it is a stigma, and it's getting better, but it's still something that I feel like people really feel. Like, what I wanted to tell you is is that if someone, if their personality is affected by their mental illness, people begin to think that that is them. Mm-hmm. And then they don't realize that it's not actually them. It's them with this thing. Yeah. It's maybe part, has become part of them, but it really, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it does. It's like, the what is the real them? You yeah. know, like... Uh, you know, somebody described me as like, oh, a grab bag. You never know what you're going to get, depending on what mood I'm in or what I'm right. dealing with at the time. You, d- you don't want to be dictated by that. And you want to get to the real me. I can be super annoying because I, <laughs> I can be hypomanic and all mm-hmm. these things that, that really put people off. And it's hard to keep friends when you have a lot of qualities that put people off. Yeah. So, But luckily, I've been able to maintain friendships, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that other than the, my friendships are like the thing in my life yeah. that matters the most to me. That's sure. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and, and I'm sure you, you do work to keep those. Oh yeah. I work really know? hard at my friendships. Yes. And I, that's, that's the thing. I mean, people, 
people sometimes complain about not having friends, but they're not really putting in the effort. And it's, right. it's a serious job sometimes yeah. to maintain that, especially, I would imagine, considering the difficulties that you have. and When you can't you know, even leave the house. It's yeah. To, you know. Yeah. And then, but then that's when I get like, Amy, what, what's going on? We, we haven't heard from you in two days. What are you doing? Checking on you. Well, I was just thinking yeah. about my, like, I was lucky enough to have two grandmothers very late. And they lived very, very long, one to 105, one to 103. One grandma was very, wow. very close to. You old Germans? You yes, <laughs> we do. And they were very black and white, light, light and dark. Oh, okay. And I was very close to the one who was light. Uh-huh. And I was it was very challenging with the one who was dark. Sure. And what I really believe is that she had a lifelong undiagnosed mental illness that was never treated and she never did anything to get help and she right. never admitted or reached out. And so she was a very very negative person and it was very hard to be around her. And I even these days choose to sometimes not continue friendships with people when they have when I realize that they're very very negative. And sometimes I wonder, like, am I not really doing enough to kind of find out if that person is... Well, that's the thing about you know? negative... You can't... It, it's tiring for other people to be around a negative person. Mm-hmm. So if I've been negative for too long, in the one mood of negativity for too long, I mean, it's exhausting for other people. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, mm-hmm. you know, enough already. It's not... Mm-hmm. It, it, you have to find a way to get outside of yourself and listen to other people. And do trust your friends, that you're not right. Do your friends tell you, hey, you've been yes. really negative. Oh, my God. You need to do something different right now. Yeah. Um, That's, those are good friends. Yeah, and my oldest sister really, um, I started to get a little negative on Sunday. And I was talking to her, and she's like, I think she just made a signal like a radio dial, like turn it down. <laughs> turn it down, you know, yeah. like, and switch gears, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to trust her and not get mad at her for doing things like mm-hmm. that you yep. know yep like you have to go like you know what yep. maybe i'm not right at this person yeah right. and you have to trust that other people maybe do have your best interest at heart you know yep that's great that's that's awesome does she have mental illness struggles as well or no no, no i i have three sisters uh-huh. and now she's super highly functional super she's highly, a, yeah you know she just but she's very um that bitch I'm just kidding. I'm sure your sister's she's a wonderful kind of, person. Kind of like my mother. Yeah. She's there's a three and a half year. I'm sure she'd love to hear that. I know that sounds terrible, <laughs> but I'm gonna. There's a three and a half year age difference, uh-huh. but she was the one that like she literally had a job, waiting tables and supported the family. Like, mm. what, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she, I don't really look to my own mother for guidance. I look to my oldest sister. So she mm-hmm. gets to be my sister and my mother, which is not a good combination for her. Right. Not at all. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Yeah. Well, I got to go take care of some children now. Do you? I do, which is going to be good. Nieces, nephews? Um, no, my yeah, friend's kids. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, but, I mean, kids keep you really present. Yeah. They need, they need something they from need you something all the time. All the time. I'm so glad that you talked to me about, you know, did, did we get into post-pride? Yeah, we got. A little we, bit, we, yeah. We got into that post-pride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know sometimes I'm like... Did we actually yeah. talk about what we were supposed to talk about? <laughs> you know, we don't have to talk about anything uh-huh. in particular. That's okay. But, yeah. But thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate it. 